8 p.m. on a Wednesday, Boston, Massachusetts. Hey guys, I got some news, some terrible news. We got a huge problem. I feel like we could do a podcast, and it would be a million times better than whatever that drivel was we were listening to. What the hell is a podcast? What is that? The future of radio. You jabronis. Hey yo, and welcome to the Always Sunny Cast. I'm your co-host Eric, and I'm co-host Ross. And this is the podcast where we go through Always Sunny, scene by scene, episode by episode, di- dissect it, think about it, talk about it, see what's going on, and report back to you, our faithful listeners. Yeah, you get the uh, the scoop on the scoop. what happened. <laughs> 12 just, years ago <laughs> just in case you yeah and just in case you didn't just watch it and figure it on on your own here we are to tell you what you already know uh and ross in the words of justine from frank's little beauties this episode says a lot of bad words yeah it might get us a, in a little bit of trouble uh, words i will not repeat I, I, you yeah. said you said you would you said you'd say them a lot and frequently and as loudly as I can. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some words that I will not even be repeating in this episode for sure. Yeah, this is this was an episode I was kind of like uh, nervous to t- even cover in general. Of, of course, yeah, of <laughs> course. What are we gonna talk about? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean that's racist. That's racist. <laughs> it just goes on and on. <laughs> well, here we are, nonetheless, and we're gonna get our way through this episode uh, one way or another. Yeah, looks like the hard way. <laughs> Today, of course, we're talking Season 7, Episode 5, Frank's Brother. Original air date is October 13th, 2011. Written by David Hornsby. We know him as Rickety Cricket. Directed by Matt Shackman. And Russ, what's that IMDb summary? When Frank's long-lost brother Gino shows up at the bar, the two of them tell the gang about the jazz club they ran in the 1960s and 70s and how they fell out over Shad Dynasty. A singer who is the love of both of their lives. Wow, that's exactly right. Right? Yeah, they ran a jazz club. And it's... F- I, I love the jazz club. <laughs> of course. Can I say? Like, the decor and... Oh, man. Everything oh, yeah. about it is just so well done. The, when it's specifically the 60s jazz club, right? Not the 70s... Disco, Disco shithole. shithole. <laughs> yeah, not that one, right? <laughs> no, no. Uh, there's this thing called Sleep No More in New York, and it's like an immersive the Shakespeare thing. Yeah, it's like an it's like an immersive theater kind of thing. You like walk around with these masks on, and you're not supposed to talk. And there's like a play going around around you in different rooms and stuff to look at. It's really cool. But before you kind of walk into, you have to put the mask on and walk into this. The, the to the the play that's happening. You go like up the, to the, the doorman. You say orgy, and <laughs> no, yeah. you get right in. Well, well, there is like a there's like a lounge and a bar with very similar vibes to this. This is what it is. There's a woman on stage like singing like that with a band, and they have those like round tables, and you can order cocktails, and everyone's dressed up like they're from oh. the sixties. It that is sounds cool as hell. It is, dude. It was awesome. It was, I've been there twice. <laughs> it was very cool. Yeah, I, I enjoy just hanging out in the lounge there. But yeah, of course, yeah, the the club rules. And Ross, what is that I what is that 2011 trivia? Since this okay, episode was written in 2011. <laughs> but Just takes in place in 1960. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. 
in 2011, a documentary made by a Swedish journalist called The Black Power Mixtape, 1967-1975, to 1975, covers the Black Power movement, and it was produced by Danny Glover, who we all know as the star of, of Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Yes, of course. Nice. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I we'll talk about it later, but, you know, I read, like, the Black Panther Wikipedia and all that stuff. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, I watched like a like a quick like everything you might need to know about the Black Panther video. <laughs> oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah. All right, uh, let's jump into it. Cold open, three fifty p.m. on a Wednesday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In the bar, the gang discusses Uzis and hoagies until Frank's younger brother shows up. So we start off here with yeah. them having some sort of debate about what kind of weapon they would carry if they were a police officer. <laughs> Which I don't think you get to choose, right? You know, well, that's Dennis's say- point. <laughs> yeah. That's Dennis's point. They don't issue you, like, you can't get just issued whatever you want. But he's saying, it's not the point. It's not the, and, and Charlie, too, it's not the point. Well, the, the point is, you know, she would have an Uzi because why would you have one gun that shot one bullet when you have one gun that shoots, what did she say? Shoots a thousand Thousands bullets a second. bullets in a second. <laughs> uh, I found this on the, I found this in my research. This is on the wiki. This is on the Always Sunny wiki. Somebody took the time to tell us this. Now, if I had to say anything, I would say D is being like facetious. She's just sort of using, she's saying 1,000 bullets in a second, just, you know, Whatever. Yeah, hyperbole. Yeah. Hyperbole. That's Exaggeration. The word right. This is what someone wrote. In Uzi fires, this is on the Always Sunny wiki. <laughs> In Uzi fires at a rate of 600 rounds per minute, 100 times slower than the 1,000 bullets in one second that D suggests. Somebody took I mean, the time <laughs> to Google that. And then. I, in a way, we're also, it's what we're doing right now. Just yeah, taking the time. I mean, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Just to fill things in. But yeah, okay, well, thank you, whoever, for that fact that D is D has her Uzi bullets wrong. Yeah, I know. Uh, D, thank God uh, for that. <laughs> regardless, though, they're having this, this argument here. You know, oh, I sent you the, uh, there was a promo pick for this episode of D in a copy form in Shadonesty's shooting an Uzi. I, I thought strange? that was like photoshopped or something because that is like not even something like worth like bringing up <laughs> to showcase this episode, it right? Was, it, well, it was a promo for this episode, and there was actually supposed to be some scenes. I guess they were they were deleted. Or they didn't have time for where the gang in the flashbacks. The gang were gonna play like police officers in the flashbacks. Dude, that that was like one beef with this whole episode. Why didn't they just use Charlie as like a bartender that like sometimes talks and like or like you have the gang play just like generic characters? I don't know. And and I and I, you know we've we're gonna get we'll, we'll discover this as we're going. I don't love this episode, and it is because the gang is barely in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And, I'm 100 percent behind you. It's not my favorite. And, and a lot of this episode, we're going to talk about it, but a lot of this episode is serious. They'll go long stretches with no jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's very dry. You, the fact that it's like, almost t- just telling a, a real story. Yes, a very yes, a drama. There's, you know, our our you know half baked premise of this whole show is that we we do this studying through the lens of comedy like why is this funny when there's a stretch of no jokes i don't know what we're supposed to talk about 
It's you know a what lot mean? of narration. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are we supposed to talk about? There's no jokes. There's nothing to dissect. You know what I mean? It's just a straightforward story. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So, yeah. D, D wants to, and Frank agrees. You know, people coming at you from all angles. You'd want something that could spray like that. You know what, Frank? If you honestly, if you want to join in in the conversation, <laughs> will you swallow your food and then speak? It's disgusting, and it is disgusting, dude. When it <laughs> flows out of his face and like, yeah. it's disgusting. Like it really is so gross. It's like he's doing. spewing it out. I don't know how Dave Vito like. I don't even know how. Like, how could you keep it together and not laugh? First of all, doing that, you know what I mean? Like how ridiculous <laughs> it's it is. Being a mess. Yeah, being a mess and just I don't know, like. I would hate to have to do that on set. Like, I would hate to have to be a mess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get dirty. You know too I mean? vulnerable, yeah. Yeah, too vulnerable. It's right. It's exactly right. Uh, so, yeah, so he explains that he's eating a hoagie because Mac is interested in what he's eating. So and he's eating a hoagie. But as Dee points out, he's just jamming meats and cheeses in his mouth. I like to make it in my mouth. It tastes better. I mean, Amazing it's not, line. It's not that bad of an idea, right? I mean, it would work. Yeah, I, I like his, like, he has a reason. It tastes better. It tastes, like, he likes it better. Yeah, he tastes better. Yeah. Uh, we're going to find out later that Gino taught him this. I know. We, he's going to get a lot of character traits from his brother. We're going to yeah. find out. So then we get this, like, Frankie, and we get a pan over. And someone has entered the bar, and it is... Uh, uh, you get anything on this guy that has entered the bar here? Frank's brother? Oh, this... Just some guy. This some guy. Some guy, <laughs> yeah. Gino, played by John Polito, born 1950, unfortunately passed in 2016. He has an amazing career. He has over 200 acting credits. He plays a lot of, uh, like, villain-type guys or mob guys, but he was in Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink... The Crow, Comedy Bang Bang, Seinfeld. He did a lot of Batman voiceover work for like video games and like cartoons. He was in Dinosaurs. Remember Dinosaurs? Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, this so guy's a uh, great John Polito. He's, he's kind of a famous character actor. Yeah, he's. Yeah. It's like a, this is like a real guest star, you know, in a way. Yeah, this is a big get. And I bet they wrote the story around this. Yeah. To get good acting out of both Frank and Gino, you know? Yeah. You have two yeah, it, solid actors, and they play a lot of serious scenes where they're pleading their love and have to act through it. Like They're, you know, they're taking a swing here, obviously, with this episode, and they're doing something, doing something a little more serious, and which mm-hmm. Always Sunny, going forward, does play with. They do get serious. But I think it just works better in those later episodes for some reason. You know, I the think it's first we get closure to things. I feel like this storyline kind of throws a wrench in Frank's history yeah. a little bit, which I I, I think bothers people. Like around this time frame, from p- knowing a little bit about his past, like right. he was Frankie Fastians. So <laughs> now we see like. Frankie Fastian sort of doesn't exist now because he was in Columbia for the whole seven, <laughs> like sixties into seventies. Like, right? He's just kind of messy. We'll also later on find out he like he formed Atwater his his business Atwater whatever they're called, and That's he had right. that like business, and that it seems to be an eighties thing though. Oh yeah, B- business uh, might be like an eighties thing. Yeah, right. 
but it's just it is it is uh, you know, and quite frankly, it's just because of the lack of the game. I mean, quite that's quite frankly what oh, it is like. Yeah, like even easing into the story when yeah. when Mac and them are like, ah, is it gonna take long? Like them even playing around there is so funny to me and bright. <laughs> like yeah, right. as opposed to yeah. the rest of the story. And no offense to John Polito, he's a great actor and everything, but he's not particularly funny. Do you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have like a comedic delivery. Yeah, he's not like like he's funny in this episode because the things they write for him is funny. But But it's so serious. But it's so serious in a weird way. But yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Right, yeah. So he, he enters here, Frankie. We get we get the, the camera pan over, which is a nice shot. And yeah, we get Frank looking over his shoulder, and then they kind of square up. Yeah, well, he goes, Gino? And Gino does this smile, like, yeah, it's me, I'm back. Like, like it's a good <laughs> like thing. Like, it's going to be a good moment, yeah. <laughs> Which is a great that joke. That might be the funniest part. <laughs> <laughs> he does this, like, smile, like, yeah, it's me, I'm back. <laughs> and, uh, you piece of shit, you son of a bitch, and he's not going at each other. Should we uh, break this up? No, 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 no. no. I want to see how this plays out. Uh, (laughs) Because when they first start fighting too, Mac goes, now this is interesting. Yeah, they're getting (laughs) quite the amusement out of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Now this is interesting. And there's a great great thing here where... Where Gino is got like is like behind Frank and I'm kind of like in this headlock sort of thing and Frank's reaching for a bottle that's <laughs> yeah. on the table with the hoagie right he's reaching for that bottle and he can't get it and then flashes <laughs> back it goes over to the gang where they're talking about you know not breaking it up and then when we cut back to the fight he's then turned to the bar and he's reaching for another <laughs> bottle he has a he has a move he, he knows how to get out of this I just he's been there was, before I just thought that was interesting but like he can't get this one so he's great. Grabbing one that's at the he yeah, it's his plan A. <laughs> and plan B, what, reach for the other bottle. <laughs> a great little bit of stunt work here. Yeah? He hits him with the I believe that is what called sugar glass. Those breakable yeah. bottles. Hits him with a sugar glass bottle. I would love to get a bottle like that. Broke Just off my own them <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. I, break I it out. Hit, I want to get hit. <laughs> I want, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like. You should keep a box of those in your trunk, and every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that'd be so. Funny. Uh, so yeah, they break the bottle over his head, and who is this man? <laughs> Dennis wants to know who is this man. My goddamn brother! Yeah, we get the reveal. It's Frank's brother, and they stare at each other there and grunt and uh, growl, and then we get the title card. <laughs> yeah, we. we uh, I have the subtitles on, and it says growling. <laughs> right? Yeah, growling. Frank still has like food all over his mouth and his face. Oh, looking like a real mess. Frank's brother, a pretty, pretty standard no joke no nothing just the title i mean the title alone makes me think this is a reference to something but i couldn't find anything i don't know to draw from yeah i don't know and also the way we're going to be covering this too there's a lot like i'll we're going to be switching scenes a lot like there's really tiny little scenes like every time they flash from the past to the present i separate that even sometimes Mm -hmm. they do it very quickly you know what I mean? So it's going to be <laughs> yeah. weird. It's going to be weird. Like, even when I was, like, taking notes, it was hard in a way. Yeah, this is going to be confusing. So after the opening credits, we find out Gino has returned to settle a score, and Frank and Gino begin to tell the gang how it started. So we find out here that, that Dee and Dennis are under the impression that Gino is dead. His Frank's, they knew he had a brother, but they weren't aware that he's still mm-hmm. alive. 
Yeah, and according to Dennis, the story was he got his gut sucked out through his asshole through a <laughs> tub drain. It doesn't it doesn't they mention this comes up again, doesn't this come up with Mac? <laughs> this comes oh, up again Mac, with Mac. Yes. Yeah, this comes up again about getting this. to the bottom of the pool. Right. <laughs> yeah, like and they believe Dennis and Dee believed that. Uh yeah, I mean he Frank is a sociopath. I mean, <laughs> but like, he has how, his ways. How could that even be possible to like for that to, to kill you? Like a tub I, suck your guts out? I think that I think that's a thing. Like no way. The <laughs> pool. The I, I think it's based on some reality, right? We know it to be like urban legend, right? Yeah, I think it's an urban legend, but I don't think there's any reality to it. Uh, but maybe well, I don't I'm, know. Who knows? I'm you a believer. Try it out. Try it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> uh, but no, he's alive and well, and he's here. And he he references that these are his nieces and his nephews. Yeah, he's like, you gonna talk that way in front of my nieces and nephews? But Dennis sets them straight, and we get a little bit of continuity here. As we get we get a little bit of uh, backstory, how he yes, they thought he was his father, but it turns out they're not, which means he's not really their uncle. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a whole thing. thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Now, like, Frank, like, I know biologically they find out he's not their their father, but he still is their father. Yeah, by all intents and purposes, he's dad. They refer to him as, you know what I mean? They actually do call him Frank a lot. Yeah, I will yeah. say that. But they still lean on him like dad. Yeah, it's very interesting because, like, they, he grew up with them. He raised them. It would it'd be, like, you know, adopted or something. Like, it's still their, it's still their father. Like, right. Like, I don't know, like, the, the only thing that changed, they find out, is that they're not blood-related. That's the only thing that changed. And they were, like, way into adulthood when they found that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, the, he fills him on the story. We find out that, that Gino is claiming that Frank is trying to steal, I guess, his wife. He's ma- Is he married to Shadonacy? Yeah, I would imagine they're married. It seems like they are. They never say or that. Or they've been forever dating. Yeah. He's with Shadonis that we'll find out later. But he's trying to steal his, his his girlfriend or his wife or whatever it is. And Frank claims that Gino stole it first. And that was, I guess Frank is trying to steal her back is what Gino thinks. I, this whole like stealing thing is so, it's such a weird like possessive thing that sounds weird to me. Uh, yeah, it's so old timey too. I don't know. It's just yeah. a weird old concept that doesn't exist. <laughs> so, uh, they want to. The gang wants to know who. Like, who are they talking? Who? Who are they talking about? The love, love of, of my, my life. life. <laughs> they both say at the same time. Uh, oh, this just got more interesting. And I'm not gonna pull up a seat. And <laughs> if you get notice, into it, if you notice, D doesn't say anything. Just turns around and picks up a chair and pulls it up. Like she just <laughs> turns around. First thing she says, turn around, pick up a chair, posts up. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, they're all they're interested in this. Frank doesn't want to tell the story at all. He really doesn't want to get into it, but Gino does. Yo, I think they need to hear this. And Gino starts and Mac interrupts him. What well, is this gonna be long like a long thing? I gotta jump in for a second, because it's like you're about to launch into a whole thing. Is this gonna take a long time? My <laughs> attention span is very short. And uh just like this podcast, it, it takes as long as it takes. And <laughs> Uh, you know, they're just like, they don't like that uh, answer. <laughs> we might pop in and out mentally. <laughs> That's great. And then we never see them doing that, though. 
No. You know what I mean? Like, they should be, like, when they cut back to them, like, day, day, daydreaming. Not paying or, attention, really. Or, like... Maybe having a side conversation. <laughs> yeah, or something. Or, yeah. Um, but, no, they're, they're, they are actually captivated by this story. And uh, so Gino starts here. We've Interesting, like, he starts... The same way they're like, can you make it interesting or funny? Right. He's like, yeah. okay, it was in the sixties, like know, the same same way. <laughs> right. So then we flash back to a sixties jazz club and we see Gino get Frank a job. So they're at this this jazz joint. They call as they phrase it an all black joint, and mm-hmm. he I, I don't like this. He pluralizes the word black, saying they have the best music. Yes. I don't, you can't. Don't. That's like that. Yeah, it's not. That's your first red flag in the episode. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, it definitely sets a tone for the rest of the It definitely episode. sets a tone, yeah. Do you ever listen to jazz? No. Two things that makes me think of this. One quickly is, is you know, in the in the in in Star Wars, the, the alien cantina music is like. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of jazzy. Lu- kind of jazzy. George Lucas in the world of Star Wars, George Lucas calls that jizz. J I Z Z. That's real. That jizz. could that could use uh that name could use a facelift. <laughs> yeah. Uh and but uh, that's just a side point that just makes me think every time I hear jazz, I think I can't believe <laughs> that Star Wars thing. But <laughs> I, I recently I've been getting into lo fi hip hop. Have you ever listened to lo fi hip hop? Uh, I listen to like lo-fi beats. That's what that's, it is. That's like okay. basically what it is. It's just chill music with no lyrics. Yeah. And it's. I was listening to it the other day when I was driving to work, and I thought, and I thought this is just jazz. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, you know, it's like it's modern like flowy, day jazz. Yeah. It's, it's got trumpets too and stuff, and like a drum beat, and it's mm. like jazzy. I don't know. It's it's, it's like smooth a, as hell. Yeah. So, but but. Regular jazz? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I have never really listened to just regular jazz. No. But this jazz, the the jazz joint does seem kind of fun. I mean, it seems happening. Yeah, for sure. And we see that Gino is here, and uh, he doesn't give a shit about the music. He's got a tin air. Sounds like noise. Very uh, Frank like, right? To not care about like the art of something, but if it makes him money, he he'll yeah. care about it. Right, and and also just like the joke of like, he's like complimenting the music and then being like, but you know, it sounds like I can't. It sounds like shit to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People like it, but <laughs> we we find out Gino here's the booker for Reggie. Reggie's the owner, and he's the booker, and he starts describing this guy Reggie, uh, and he comes walking. Do we get anything on on Reggie here? Yes, he's played by Lance Reddick. He was born 1962. Unfortunately, passed last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2023, yeah. uh, from Baltimore, Maryland, he's known for the John Wick movies, uh, Resident Evil TV series, Bosch, The Wire, Oz, Old Boy, Comedy Bang Bang. Um, uh, he's, oh, yeah. he has an extensive career. This guy. Oh yeah, I would say The Wire is probably like his the one everyone most popular thing. I would probably say The Wire. Okay, I've never seen The Wire. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> me either. <laughs> I tried to, but I just couldn't. Yeah, me too. It. I was like, I don't understand it. But the John Wick movies, I have one hundred percent seen multiple times, and yeah, and yeah, he's, he's your favorite character. He's great in that movie. Oh, he's great. Yeah, um, he even does some fighting in the third one. He, it's great. Yeah, he steps <laughs> it up. It's great. So yeah, I mean, this is another big. This is a huge guest star. Yes, our top 
leaders of the cast right now are pretty great. Oh man, oh for sure. Uh, so he he. I love this bit of dialogue here. They don't really do this again, but it's very like noir kind of detective story dialogue where he says, "We Reggie's coming over," and he said he has a weakness for betting horses and a strength for losing those bets. <laughs> it's a nice little like flow of words. He's got a weakness for playing them and a strength for losing them. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, they they start out heavy with some like pretty poetic language to describe right. things and he me- he mentions Reggie has a temper here too. This is like something they keep mentioning that he has like a temper. <laughs> but I'm trying to work on it. <laughs> so I will get to that, but that's one of my favorite parts. Of it. I <laughs> yeah, strongly me too. disagree. I disagree with this. It's like a new, that's like uh, we'll get there. It's probably the best scene, but yeah, we'll get there. Uh so apparently Reggie's a little short on on Owen he owes Gino some money, so Gino calls in a favor and asks if his brother can work here. And we we cut over to see Frank. He's there, and he likes the music, and he's dancing. Yeah, yeah he's kind of like bopping over by himself. <laughs> I, it's, I guess, right? yeah, he, yeah. And he's wearing this this ridiculous wig. I mean, I mean, the way it frames his face is so funny. <laughs> great choice to just be the same actors, not like cast someone younger or anything. Like, yes, it pays off to see. Frank wearing a wig. Yeah, and he and he, uh, Gino does an, says an unfortunate word I will not repeat mm-hmm. about about how much Frank loves this music. And uh, he calls Frank. I love when he calls Frank over, like the acting of Danny DeVito being like, like he's like a like a kid, an eager teenage kid. Like, yeah, he's supposed to ready be, yeah, to help. He's like so positive too. <laughs> yeah, we find out that uh, he loves the music. And boy, would I ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Reggie points out that he's just a kid, and we find out he's 19 years old, but he doesn't look a day over 12. I'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, he wants to work there, yeah. Uh, the acting is so funny. Yeah, he's like, to me, he's acting younger than 19. Oh, he's acting like a child, kind of. <laughs> yeah. So then, back in the present, at the bar, Frank Frank takes over the story, and we flash back to Frank falling in love. So we cut back and, and Gino's saying, you know, I got this guy a job. He loved it. And Frank's saying, no, it was a shit job. I didn't like it. Yeah, he's mopping up puke, busting tables, washing dishes. It stunk. And then he, he, he heard the voice of an angel. We cut back to the bar, like where he's, he's, he's working. And he's like, he's out on the floor and he sees these people singing. And we look up and this is like a bit of... This is a funny joke, but it's like it's almost like like Mel Brooks mean? space spaceballs joke. Or, or oh. mean, but like it's like third wall breaking. You know what I mean? Sort of like no, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, yes. no. <laughs> follow me. Like who's he talking to? <laughs> exactly. It's a yeah, very like talking to the audience. Yeah. So we, we, we see these three singers, they're like these three backup singers. And we look at the first woman. Frank's like, no, not her. Look at the second woman. Keep going. And then we, we fall on the third one. You have anything on oh. Shit Dynasty? Yes, I actually have the backup singers as well. Backup singer oh. number one is played by Pam Trotter, born 1966 from St. Louis, Missouri. She was in Dream Girl, Shameless, My Name is Earl, The Middle, Life in Pieces, and Superstore. Backup singer number two is played by Kim Yabro. She was from Memphis, Tennessee, originally a singer, but turned actor. She was in Conan, Dexter, The Haunted Hathaways, New Girl, Two Broke Girls, and was on The Voice Season 2. Uh, 
I'm surprised they are credited, <laughs> quite frankly. I know. Uh, there's a male singer credit that I'm just going to throw in here because I can't really place this outside of like maybe the 70s there was a male singer. But there's also you. a male singer here, too. All right. Uh, Stephen Fuel, he was in Solve, Broken Code, and Kingdom. And finally, we have Sha Dynasty. He's played by Naturi Naughton, born 1984, from East Orange, New Jersey. She was in Fame, Power, Notorious, and Doc McStuffins. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we find out, you know, this woman here, the cat, she, Frank describes her as the cat's meow, and we get her name, Sha Dynasty. Gotta and stop you. Gotta stop you right there. <laughs> so we cut back to the present when the gang interrupts with follow-up questions. Uh, yeah, they gotta they gotta stop the cling. This is a good time to stop. One of them says, "This is a good time <laughs> to stop." The love of your life was a black woman named Shadynasty. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? And then they have these looks on their faces, like, "Yeah, there is nothing wrong with that," but they don't know how to like answer it in one way. Yeah. Like, kind of like, uh, like we're wrong not, with it. We're not saying there's something wrong. With it. It's yeah, strange. It's, it's unusual. It's not- <laughs> It's unexpected, is all. <laughs> yes, unexpected. Uh, yeah, it's very funny. They're kind of like, uh, nothing wrong with <laughs> uh, funny, funny that, like, um, the gang pretty much accuses, like, Frank and basically the lifestyle of the 60s as very racist, but they themselves are a little bit racist, right? To, of course, yeah. To stop the conversation after hearing that? Right, to, yeah, to... Uh, to to, I think that part of it is kind of like, like Frank, aren't you racist? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of like, yeah, that confused too. about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. So then back in the 60s, we see Frank doing his usual routine, which I, apparently is eating leftovers on people's <laughs> plates. He's eating like how no, he No, he was cleaning it up. He was doing his usual routine. He eats how he eats like present Now, day. yeah. <laughs> And uh, see now, this is one of those scenes. Now, this is a scene where there are there's one joke at the end of the scene. I guess if you want to count him eating at the beginning, that there's two jokes. But yeah. other than that, this is like not funny. They're like having a real fight. So like Reggie and Shad Dynasty are having an argument, fighting in the in the back of the kitchen. Yeah, Gino gets involved and gets in between them and says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna cool Reggie down. Why don't you take Shad Dynasty home to Frank?" Yeah, we and, gotta relax. Be cool, Daddy-O. Or yeah, relax. Be cool, Daddy-O. Uh, it's the 60s. And she wants to know, is he old enough to drive? And that is like, <laughs> that's a joke because fr- he looks like Frank now. You know, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to try to imagine what he must look like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, But he does just look strange, too, <laughs> doesn't <right>? he? <laughs> yeah, because the wig. Yeah, he looks crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's got like yeah. a little boy's haircut and attitude. And then we get a so like like I said like there's not much to discuss about this scene. This is like one of those scenes where it's like it's weird. It's very serious. Yeah. And, and then we get a very obvious cut to commercial. It's just a like cut to commercial. <laughs> Fade we, to black. Never, we never really like discuss when the commercials happen. But I have but to say when they're cut obvious. To yeah. Well, I have to say cut to commercial because when it comes back in, it picks right back up in the um basically the the same like they don't go back to the bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then after the commercial break, we are still in the 60s, and we see Frank driving Shad Dynasty home. This is another scene where there's not that many jokes, and it's pretty no. kind of serious. Yeah, this might be a quick episode. <laughs> <laughs> so they, yeah, Frank's describing how they, they drove in silence for a while, and then he finally got the confidence to talk to her. Get a huge set on you. 
she's like she looks down what and that i mean that's a funny joke she's yeah i guess so pipes i mean pipes yeah yeah you got a great voice and she wants to know, like, do you really like black music? And he does. Do I? He's very into yeah, it. Like, the way he talks, like, like oh, a little boy, kid. do yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's talking about how he's going to open up a jazz joint someday, an integrated one. Uh, but. But no, uh, and he uses a disparaging word for Asian people, which I will not repeat. Uh, that no. word is way obsolete at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just to remind us that Frank is a scumbag. Like, don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Shad Dynasty uh, is going to be Frank's star attraction. He's saying when he opens up his own his own uh, jazz joint, and she's like kind of denying it. And he's talking about her being the real deal. This is serious stuff. There's no jokes here. He's talking about yeah. It's so like sincere. Oh, you're the true star, Shad Dynasty. Yeah, you just need a sky to shine in. And talking about is a good line. Yeah, this is definitely a good line. Yeah, and you know, it's talking about maybe he's flirting with her, and then his this this is the only kind of joke of the episode is when he says "white man down." He puts her pushes her head down. Yeah, uh, but it's we, not a fun joke, is it? No, it's not <laughs> at all. No. Uh, and why he would add this in the retelling? Why he would keep this in the story? Uh, I and mean, then, I guess it's the whole episode is kind of to point out and how like not much has even changed. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so back in the present, after some discussion of 60s terms, Frank reveals he and Gino bought a jazz club. Uh, they're like, whoa, the gang's like, whoa, whoa, like, why Like, why did you do that? <laughs> and Frank says, he, you don't want to be caught with a word I will not repeat. And, and uh, sure? try and, it. <laughs> I won't try it. No. Uh he says, you know, they, he'd get he'd get torn apart. And yeah, I mean, this was a very real thing in the 60s. Totally. Like, uh, oh, for like, sure. Interracial marriage was not even allowed. Like, Oh, totally, man. It would have been nuts. It, like, my, I have old parents. Like, my parents are, like, nearly 70. Yeah. And they were, like, born, they were, like, 10 years old when this stuff was still happening and illegal and right, like it's school, weird. Like schools were like not even integrated and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I mean, I know. It truly it's... just wasn't that long ago. You know, the gang though is saying like that's not the you know because Frank says oh whatever the proper word was and they're just like yeah it was well, not it wasn't that, that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that uh, yeah it was it was the sixties and they we find out that Frank opened the club with hard work and perseverance. Bullshit. We opened the club with my gambling money. <laughs> That's just like Frank to just lie about how it was opened. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> of course. We'll glorify it. Yeah, you will glorify it. And it was named after their star attraction. So then back in the 60s at Shadynasty's, we see some of Frank and Shadynasty's relationship until Reggie shows up. So they're looking at this neon sign here of Shadynasty and Shady Nasty? Dynasty's asshole. He, then Frank he's out of he, here. <laughs> I love that. He's out of here. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> is he credited? Uh, no, yeah, he is. Uh, Club Goer is played by Nicholas Grad. He's not really an actor, but he was his only other IMDb credit was he was Glenn and Les Charles' assistant. And Glenn and Les Charles are oh. the creators of Cheers. Oh, which is a weird. weird like he, like what what is he doing here? 
Because I even saw, I was watching his fiance Kate and I go, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he see, by the way, he seems so modern too. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, and he's just like he's standing next to Frank and Gino and like who is like what you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but they have a moment here of like, is that how you spell it? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. Is that how you spell it? How do you feel about the name Shit Dynasty? Uh, I think it's just for that joke of the sign, honestly. Yeah, I guess maybe it is, yeah. Shit Dynasties. It sounds like a cool name for a club, quite frankly. Shit Dynasty. Even yeah, Shitty Nasty cool would name. be a cool Shitty Nasty would be a cool club. <laughs> yeah. It could be cooler, actually. You know what? If we ever do uh you know, Always Sunny Trivia again, we gotta be Shady Nasty. <laughs> it's gonna be a team name. Shady Nasty. So we got like sort of like a uh a breakdown of their relationship here. I guess like Frank is with, Sh- with Sha Dynasty because she's on stage singing and he's saying like, oh, she felt like she was singing to me, which he says she was. Yeah, every night making yes. out <laughs> during the performance as well. Right. Yeah, they're back to- they're, t- they're together. And so then we cut over like to like, I guess after hours, the bar, uh, the club is closed. It seems like at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reggie comes in. And ain't this some shit? He said, I love this ain't this some shit because he actually says that again later on. <laughs> ain't that some shit? And I I, I love when uh, Frank goes, uh, they call him Frankie in the past. They all call him Frankie. <laughs> but, I, I think that is in addition <laughs> to make him seem younger, you know? Right. I think so too. Yeah. Frankie's like, how you doing? Uh, how you doing, Reggie? Not good. Not good, Frankie. <laughs> Not good, Frankie. He's scary. <laughs> He's scary. He, yeah. I agree. Uh, he's just a great actor. I mean, incredible. And we, we I, I don't care for this that he 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 says Sh- you've taken my best bitch. I, I don't care. Call Shadon is the Shadon is not property. No, I know, but this is like I don't the know sixties. It's the sixties, and this is <laughs> yeah. what they're going with. And just like. I'm glad Sha Dynasty's not with him if she's gonna like if he's gonna talk and treat her like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh Sha Dynasty sticks up for herself here though. Yeah, she says no, she, not anyone's bitch. I left you, Reggie. Right. I'm with yeah. Frank now. And I, this is like what you would do in an improv scene. This is how this is what you would do. Well, I guess I have no choice. He unbuttons his jacket. <laughs> he walks forward a little bit, too. Yeah. I, I love yeah. it. I, you get the idea he's going to... Pull a weapon uh, or something? Will Smith him. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, I guess I get no choice but to be mature-ass adult about this. It's such a funny reveal. He's like... His delivery is awesome, too. Yes, and he's he's like, I'm working on my temper. <laughs> Again, they're talking about his temper or whatever. I'm working, <laughs> working on my on temper. Working on my temper. <laughs> And uh, he's but like, no. but I, <laughs> I, st- <laughs> I strongly disagree with this. I strongly disagree with this. It's such a funny choice of words because it's like <laughs> so harmless sounding. It's like the nicest way you it's can the nicest, say. Like- exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the nicest way you can say it. I strongly disagree with this. <laughs> and uh, this is what Gino comes up and hits him with a bat. And he's saving. Oh, yeah. Gino just comes out of nowhere. With <laughs> yeah, the bat. nowhere. Yeah. He's saving like, Frank's What life. did he think was going on? I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, why did he think like something was worth getting a bat over? I don't know. He thinks he's... Because he says, I'm saving your life, I think. He says that to Frank. I'm saving your life. And very strange, we hear police sirens. 
And we're going to mm-hmm. find out in a minute that they got taken away by the police. But who called the police? Like, wh- how did the police even know thinking. about It's like this? after hours. This is like a privately in the back of a club. Yeah, there's only four people there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, wh- how did the police get police, involved? Police, they just, they, they could smell crime. It's like, yeah. It's That's like, it. <laughs> they must. They run on all fours. But like... If, <laughs> It's like Grand Theft Auto, where you'll do something, and all of a sudden you have five stars, and police are coming out of nowhere. It's like, who even told yeah, them? I'm, I'm in like, the desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So back in the present, we learn that Gino went to jail, and he takes over telling the story. So we learn here that, that Gino got two years, and Reggie got six years. Wait, why did Reggie get more years than you? You beat the man half to death. And he says this, he goes, he was black. He says it like, well, duh. He said, duh, he was black. Quite horribly, probably what would happen. Oh, yeah. I think that's like the point of it. Yeah, yeah. Just to just throw in your, like, just throw it in your face. Put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what it was like and still is. Those were the days. You sound like you yearn for those days, Frank. <laughs> he kind of did. Like, he did, but then he goes like, no, I'm just saying, those were the days. And they, like, squint at him, like, not sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're like, like believe mm, him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that those were the days, people. So, yeah, uh, but then Gino starts starts taking over the story because Gino's talking about how by the time he got out of prison, the 70s have hit. So then we flash back to the 70s at Shady Nasties, and we see Frank and Gino reunited. They're kind of partying. Obviously, obviously, like, the decade has changed, so we got different, like, everyone's dressed very 70s, and there's, like, disco-ish. It's a, yeah, it's a, like an upbeat, like, the music has changed, the scene has changed, the decor, like, everything yeah. about the club has decaded up. And uh, we see Gino doing some coke. It's the 70s. Everyone's got drugs. He yells that into the truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <laughs> <70s>. ah! <laughs> like He just, just go, like, turns and screams. He's like, ah! Yeah, it's the seven. Yeah, what a He's great, like, like, becomes a spaz. What, like, what a great, like, like <laughs> you're in the 70s saying, it's the 70s, we all have drugs. Like, you don't realize the 70s were all drugs until after. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's a, a reflection. Not, like, yeah, it's a reflection, <laughs> not like it's the seventies. We're doing drugs. So self-aware. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is like weird for Frank to be like, "No, drugs are bad. Drugs are trouble." Like this is Frank we're talking about. Well, you know what? We do have Frank saying only the biggest pieces of shit dealt drugs. Remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, he did say that. So he yeah. does, or originally had a hard stance on no drugs. Yeah, that's true. For, that's true. for a long time. Maybe not, but dealing drugs, not doing drugs, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think he's yeah, this- <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> but maybe that's why he thinks the biggest pieces of shit his, dealt drugs, because he brother. lived it. And yeah, because his brother is a piece of shit to him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then Gino saying, like, yeah, no, like, drugs are fine. He pulls out a gun. Very Frank-like. <laughs> I know. Right? That's a, that's another connection to, like, Frank is just stealing Gino's worst habits. <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah, he just pulls out, because, you know, we all know that Frank has that little gun that he's not afraid to use. Oh, he'll <laughs> take it out anywhere. Uh, he's got the gun for protection. And no drugs, no guns, no trouble. That's what Frank says. 
Uh, and then he just started eating a cold cut. He like pulls out of his pocket. So that's eating a cold cut <laughs> in the flashback. Now this is funny. yeah, this I is a funny love joke. that. That's a very funny joke. So I back in that. the so back in the present, Frank and Gino eat some hoagies. So we cut back and we see why he was eating the cold cut in the flashback is because he's eating a cold cut in the present. The way he just takes it out of his front pocket <laughs> in the scene in the flashback is so awesome. And not out of character, though, if it was real, because he's had those sausages in there. Yeah, he's had the sausages in the pocket. I feel like there was another flashback where he was eating something. I can't this, remember what it was in, in past episode? episode. No, oh, past, past episodes, episode? like he he like he'll cut to the present and he's eating or something. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Gino, you know, Gino could eat too, so they stop making. Uh, Frank tells him to make the sandwich in his mouth, but Gino knows that he's the one that taught Frank. They argue over it, and we get a quick little of the gang being like, "This is insufferable." Yeah, it's the worst. I mean, for them, it's two Franks. <laughs> uh, Frank talks about how he wants to make an honest woman out of Shad Dynasty. So then Frank continues the story, and we flash back to the seventies at the club, and we see Gino selling and doing drugs. So we quickly see that Frank has a ring. Mm-hmm. I guess he's going to ask Shad Dynasty to marry him. Yeah, he's trying to build up the nerve to ask. We see Frank in the back room again eating leftovers, doing the same <laughs> thing he was doing when he was the busboy. Taking care of business. Yeah. And we're getting like a voiceover of Frank this whole time talking about what he was doing there. Uh, we see Gino, like it's like a little montage of Gino selling drugs, doing drugs, partying at the club. And then we see him dancing with some dudes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So then back in the present, Gino denies part of Frank's story and then continues it himself. No, he didn't dance with any of those guys. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Great response from Frank. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. (laughs) And then uh, he wants to set the record straight. First of all, he was banging broads left and right. Oh, banging babes. Did he say babes? Yeah, left and right. Yeah, Wait, babes. he doesn't say left broad right. because that's a Frank term. Mm. First of all, banging babes left and right. So then back on the, the desk, s- mind you. <laughs> yeah. So back in the seventies, we find Reggie is out of prison and he has a confrontation with Gino and Frank. So yeah, first we see him banging on the desk here. Disgusting. This whole <laughs> this is disgusting. Every time I, Katie Frank was like, hasn't done with Roxy. <laughs> that's true. Or Artemis. It's kind of shot in the same way they would shoot Frank doing it too, like how they close up on his face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, I love the walking on Get Lost Bimbo. Mention saying that to somebody. <laughs> no. Get Lost that, Bimbo. It's so gross. It's crazy. Uh, but Reggie shows up here. He's out of prison. It ain't but, Reggie no more. It's Hakeem no. Muhammad. Hakeem Muhammad. Yeah, and it, it we if turns out he's a Black Panther now. Yeah. 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 I mean, I read the Wikipedia page of Black Panther. It's interesting, but yeah, it's a, you know, a group of 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 like I guess a lot of stuff you couldn't retain counter, there. Counter, <laughs> I, I guess counter-revolutionaries, I guess is the word I'm looking for or, or is it revolution counter-revolutionaries? Counter something like yeah. that. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, it originated as like a self-defense and right. education for uh, younger uh, black folks. And right. it was started by a handful of uh, black college students. And eventually they branched out of the college. And uh, from there, they formed a, like yeah. they tightened up the group. They brought it up and then expanded. So like 
one person from the group would move to a different city in the country and they would start their own like i guess like a franchise yeah Yeah. or chapter of of the black panthers so that's how that got like its rise and they were basically just for educating and uh equipping protecting uh, themselves yeah, yeah exactly uh they um on the wikipedia page they they were talking about this this thing they used to do where they would drive around and like when cops would come into their neighborhoods they would drive around and follow the cops like at a distance basically they would police the police and they would walk mm. around open carry and stuff and like make sure the police were keeping it all above board which is pretty badass and i know. must be so I'd be terrified but i was going to say it must be so freaking scary i mean holy shit that like but actually, you know what? I I'm, I'd be glad they were there because I have nothing to hide. Oh, if yeah. I was a cop, <laughs> you oh, know. <laughs> In fact, I'm glad they're here. <laughs> was that from? I could use some backup. Yeah. Was that from? Uh, well, uh, when uh, the FAPC guy was uh, at the uh, Little Beauties <laughs> um, pageant, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm glad he's here. <laughs> Somebody should be looking out for these children. <laughs> that's right. I knew that. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole Black Panther thing is very, very interesting and important to history and everything. Yeah. Um, he's a Black Panther now, and he doesn't take kindly to slinging dope in his neighborhood. You threatening me? That's a threat. Yeah, that's a threat. And he goes in his pocket to pull something out, something that would change his mind. And Frank comes <laughs> out of nowhere and shoots him. Out of nowhere. Like, he has no context for what's going on. Poor Reggie. <laughs> he just keeps getting beaten. And Frank, you know, of course, Frank, uh, the, uh, before saying no guns and stuff, and comes yeah, out he, shooting. He fell into the lifestyle. It was the 70s, dude. <laughs> Everybody had a gun. It turns out it was just a uh, petition that he was trying to pull out. <laughs> Which is another funny like turn. We expect like in the past couple of scenes where Reggie's confronting somebody, it seems like it's going to be very aggressive. But, right, like, of course, <laughs> never, but it never is. No, Gino starts like going crazy here, being like, oh, "We got to make you disappear!" Like, dude, <laughs> this <laughs> bugged the shit out of me every time. Went nuts. It's such a big leap in logic. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got to make you disappear, and. uh He's like, what about your dynasty? I'll take care of your dynasty. He's like, pulling Frank away. And then your dynasty does this really funny thing where she, like, grabs onto a pole and is, an act- is acting <laughs> yeah, as if like- she's being pulled back. <laughs> Frank! Frank! He's, like, reaching out, like... But she's just holding onto a pole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she can't just walk behind them. <laughs> we transition into a montage of Frank's new life in Colombia. Uh, so we get like an Indiana Jones style map travel here where we see the plane <laughs> just sort of traveling just over the map. <laughs> I like that. That was kind of cool. And Frank gets to his new little like hut or something that he's living here in Colombia. Great. I set. called it a Coke shack. A Coke shack. That's good. <laughs> uh, the Coke shack. The Coke shack. Coke shack, baby. <laughs> uh, great set design. I mean, it looks awesome. It, like, it looks yeah. like a movie. Very cool. And he's his job is quality control. He's trying out the coke, and we see him doing that with like a Rambo knife. And <laughs> uh, right, it was not like a Rambo knife. <laughs> yeah, over and over again. Yeah, he's well, huge. I, wasn't his life? Wasn't his life based on John? Wasn't John Rambo's life based on him? Oh my god! 
That's right. <laughs> John <laughs> Makes Rambo. total sense. That, this is what he was talking about. Um, you know, that would have been like, you know, because th- this whole season has have, has had awesome callbacks, and there's no callbacks in this besides At basically all. saying, I guess saying that they're not related. But other than that, like we could have had Frank acting like Rambo here in Columbia or whatever. Yeah. Like, to tie back to him. You don't hunt a man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe he gets some some trouble. He gets hunted. Yeah, he gets hunted. Yeah, like with other drug lords or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, he's yeah. So he's uh, he's trying the coke, and then he's we see him writing letters to Shadynasty, and we find out that uh, he wrote like all the time, and he he never heard back from her again. There's not many jokes here. This is just no, sort it's of all what's very going heavy on. and like sincere, like the candlelight. It's all shot very well. Again, Definitely. set design and costumes like we're absolutely killing it for this episode. We find out he immersed himself in the culture, which I guess that means eating all that fruit, uh, that papaya. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't tell what the hell that was. It's a papaya. I, uh, Katie bought. We went. To, Katie and I went food shopping today, and she bought a papaya because of this episode. She went, "Oh, like look a papaya like from those of Frankenstein." I've season. never had a papaya. They're good. <laughs> They're good. Yeah, right, she them a wanted. Shot. She wanted me to eat it for the episode tonight and do a review on it, but it's not ripe enough for me to do it. So maybe next episode, I'll tell you if it's a, if I enjoy the papaya as much as Frank looks like he's en- enjoying this thing. <laughs> Can't Frank just eat like a normal person at any point? No, he's like <laughs> mashing it like yeah, into his like, face. <laughs> I, like it's so gross. Like why are you, can't you just eat normal? He eats like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he talks about how he was mostly doing coke. And that part was actually a blast. The weeks turn into months. Weeks turn mo- into months. Yeah, this is all serious. There's no jokes to break down here. No, it's all very heavy. He's going through the heavy motion. Heavy stuff, guys. Heavy subject matter. He's uh, <laughs> going through. The, <laughs> he's going through the motions. There's a woman, like probably a prostitute or something, on top of him. Then we see Frank calling Gino, asking to come home. And uh, they're doing this like code thing, which is kind of funny. <laughs> this is like funny, yes. I'll agree. Uh, I was uh, like a talking in code and th- like breaking down the and dumb shit work. they say. <laughs> yeah. The little birdie wants to fly back to the cage, but there's too much heat in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, the birdie can stand a little heat. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to migrate home. Uh, and then this is what Gino says. He breaks it down that he can't. The birdie can't come up because of the attempted murder. He uses. Why'd you say that, Gino? <laughs> Why'd you use my name? Why'd you use my name, <laughs> Frank? He says, Frank, you said my name. That's, I mean, that's funny. They're, they're yeah. going at they're going at each other there on the on the uh, and ultimately, uh, Gino says no, no, you yeah. can't come home. So then we cut to Shad Dynasties, <laughs> and we find Frank has snuck into the States, and Shad Dynasties is a drug-fueled disco shithole. I had to get back. So I snuck into the States, and what I saw when I got home made me sick. What was once a clean, respectable jazz club had turned into a drug-filled disco shithole. And that's when I saw my brother. With Shadynasty. Dynasty. 
First he was homesick. Now he's just. Then he was just regular sick. I like that line. And yeah, and then we see him, but we see him vomit, which I don't love. But yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but I don't like looking at it. But oh, just regular sick. <laughs> uh, and then he he walks over to Gino uh, and Chidani, and this is funny, yelling over the music. This is a yeah. funny bit. This is yeah. This is probably the best scene for yeah. comedy i guess right and not, but it's not, still pretty heavy though <laughs> it is still pretty heavy but it's it's especially for just audio because there's like mm-hmm. a lot of jokes kind of back and forth here but yeah for the most part yeah this is kind of serious so she basically saying like like uh you know how could you He's like what are you doing here he doesn't really even answer them because they can't hear each other they're just yelling at each other <laughs> and i love this this is funny where he's he's saying the Shadonesty, like you have a choice. Like pick a pick a, a choice here, and is it me? It's, come with me or stay with Gino and the drugs? Drugs? What? The drugs? They keep doing like <laughs> she said the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just the way things go in the world. You understand? Yeah, and then they they start fighting with each other, and. Was this scripted for his wig to come off like this? Or was this like something to happen and they rolled with it? Probably rolled with it. I don't, I don't know. I don't it's know. It's very hard because they, yeah. they're like, oh, you bald son of a bitch. Oh, I was bald before you were bald. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like, you know, the, the they, when they flash back, they're wearing those wigs because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be flashback those wigs. But then we realize it actually is a wig. <laughs> the whole time they were wearing wigs. <laughs> I got or at least Frank, or at least Gino has been wearing a wig at some point. You know what I mean? Like Gino. Oh yeah, it, it seems like the lifestyle kind of like killed Frank's hair. Oh, we didn't mention this. That yeah, in the montage of him doing the coke, he becomes the Frank we know. Yeah, yeah, he we like forgot morphs. to mention that. Yeah, he like yeah, he becomes he like, like the anamorphs into. <laughs> yeah, and he loses the, the and he loses the wig. Yeah. Uh, 
so then back in the present, we find out your dynasty has been getting letters and Gina was destroying Franks. So they're fighting in the past, and then we cut to them also fighting in the present. Like, that's a nice little gag. They didn't keep that. Those mm-hmm. are really the only two times they do that. The the eating and the fighting. Yeah. I do like that. I do like that uh, that bit though. Uh, Gino pulls out these letters that he's gotten, and he he's he thinks that Frank has written these to him, to to Shadonesty. She thinks he thinks that Frank has written these new letters to Shadonesty, and he talks says he says that he should have destroyed these letters like I destroyed the other ones from Columbia. Frank is like heartbroken. Of course. So we flash back to the seventies, and we see Gino destroying the letters, and then. Quickly cutting back to the present to reveal the new letters. So he talks about how like the old letters were poetry. He couldn't let her see that, and he rips them up. This is all serious. I, there's no jokes here for me to break down. <laughs> but and this stuff, this this is smut. I want to be in you. Is, My <laughs> dick is a raging bull for you. I guess that there's some jokes right there. <laughs> My dick is a raging bull for you. <laughs> My dick is a raging bull. <laughs> That's pretty nuts. Uh, now. And then he talks about, on this one too, you know how you meet me at the airport at 5 p.m. on Friday. Now, Ross, do you remember what day it was, what day and time it was when this episode started? If I wrote it down, yeah, what? <laughs> this episode opens at the cold open at 3.50 p.m. on a Wednesday. Okay, so this story's been going for two days. <laughs> I, either that or they just messed up the because they say 5 p.m. and we're gonna learn charlie's like they're oh that's right like now, now. Yeah. yeah that's like right now we gotta go so yeah <laughs> is that strange it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> i mean it's just yeah a it's like hour. not it's not a good continuity <laughs> yeah it's hard to pick up on because it happens at the very beginning and it happens at the very end so unless you kind of yeah. write it down or notice it's kind of like you probably wouldn't notice watching it. You know what I mean? No, I didn't. Um, I bet if I'd uh, read the trivia, I'd know. But I'm not allowed because of our contract. <laughs> Frank, Frank lets him, this, again, there's no real jokes here, but Frank like very sincerely tells him that, that, no, those letters are not from him. Those are not his letters. And that's what Charlie's like, well, she's at the airport. Like, let's go. Like, I want to see how this played out. You know, maybe it's the romantic in me, but I, I want to see how this plays out. They, they're like all excited about this. <laughs> So then at the airport, Frankie reunites with Shadonesty, and we find out she's still in love with Reggie. So they walk in here, and they're like, they can't find her, except for this lady here by the window. And Frank's like, that's her. Do you have anything on the new Shadonesty? That is not at all what I was picturing. <laughs> uh, old Shadonesty is played by Clara Gaudy Holmes. She was in Everyone Hates Chris, Paradise Drive, Southland, Walter Walters presents. Um, she did some acting and writing on that one, and now she lives in LA and works as a talent agency. Nice, that's cool. Yeah. He comes running over to her. Uh, but, yeah, but exactly, Dennis is not what he was picturing. <laughs> yeah, ever. Uh, he tells her she's she's still beautiful, and yeah, Frank's sa- pouring his heart out. Yeah, he he wrote to her that whole time, and he thinks maybe there's still a chance. And Gino comes up like, no, no, don't listen to him. Like, choose me. Don't choose Frank. And they have that little argument. Yeah. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. And she says, I pick him. And we see Reggie come walking over. We got, any, we got anything on the new Reggie or the new Hakeem? Yes. Old Reggie is played by Mike Ivey. He was in the Between Two Ferns movie, Sarah Silverman program, Customer Disservice, 
to Broke Girls and Children's Hospital. The, the gang goes, Reggie? <laughs> They're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> Not what they were picture in. <laughs> Everyone's a lot fatter than I was expecting them to be. Uh, that's a, this is a funny bit where, like, I guess I guess what we were watching is what the gang was thinking. Yeah, Reggie, she she says, like, I pick Reggie. And Reggie says, ain't that some shit? He says it again. That thing ain't he said, that some shit? This is the same thing. Frank, but he, he, you know, he says, he calls him Frankie. I forgive you, Frankie. Like, for, last time I saw you, you had me go to jail. I, you shot me. He forgives him. And it, we, it turns out that Reggie was always her true love. He, she, he was always the one and only. Uh, yes, yeah, so some TSA agents come here. You got anything on these TSA agents? Uh, yeah, one of the guys was credited. Airport Security is played by Matt Corboy. He was born 1973 from Honolulu, Hawaii. He was in The Descendants, Lucifer, The Shield, Battleground, Key and Peele, and His- History of the World Part Two. He, they call him. They call him Mr. Muhammad. Did you catch that? Yeah. So because his name's Hakeem Muhammad, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he's not. But Reggie. they know him as Reggie. Right, right. Yeah. But even the credits say Old Reggie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, weird. It's, it's Hakeem. No, right? no continuity in the credits. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, turns out he's on the no-fly list, and they grab and they take Reggie out after some arguing. Uh, Ross, this is something I found here. Someone took the time to say on the Always Sunny Wiki trivia. This is in reality, neither the gang nor Reggie would be able to get to the waiting area at the airport. Following 9/11, a ticket is required to access such areas. As well, anyone with a ticket would still have to check in, which would reveal whether or not someone is on the no-fly list, as Reggie was. Thank you. Thank you Thank for you. ruining the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. We know. It's for the sake of the it's show. It's a TV show. <laughs> it's for the sake of the show. Uh, <laughs> Not a documentary. <laughs> so then we cut over to the gang for some casual racism, and we end the episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we cut over to the gang. who are, are, are all, We find out that Gino didn't call that in. That was something that just sort of happened. Mm-hmm. And looks like times haven't changed, as D points out. Yeah. You know what? Uh, if I'm being honest, she looks like shit. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. <laughs> he says, like, you're still so beautiful. Hey, where do you want me? That's fucking crazy. I always think that's crazy that they cast a character and then talk about them like that. I know. I know. I know. They do it too frank, too, though, to be fair. Yeah. You're ugly. He, and he gets it more than you. anybody. <laughs> Nobody trusts you, and you're ugly. <laughs> um, And then uh, they say some racist shit here. And uh, anybody hungry? But and the I'm, gang does I'm point starving. out that it's the gang does point out like that's racist what Frank says. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, anybody hungry? And then Gino wants to know if they ever talk about that time that he threw him off the Watermaker building, <laughs> a place in Philadelphia, the Watermaker building. Um, yeah, huge cool you got, building. You got something on it or no? Uh, it's just a big. We've actually talked about monumentous building. Yeah, we actually actually have talked about it before. Yeah, and then that uh, episode, then we get the closeout on the episode. Ross, what is your favorite character? Uh, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie's great. You were, I, I was actually, I'm actually gonna give it to Shad Dynasty though too. Shad Dynasty is pretty fun character. Somebody new. But yeah, yeah. Reggie. I would say Reggie slash Shad Dynasty. The two. Best. Reggie has like the most comedic delivery for how That's serious yeah, right, the right. content is. Yeah. And what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene is going to be probably the uh, the clip when they can't hear each other. Yeah. 
I'm going to go the first time, the first fight when Reggie gets it with a baseball bat, when he's like, I have no choice but to be a mature-ass adult about this. Like I, The detail of, I'm working on my temper. Yeah. <laughs> and the really subtle things funny. like unbuttoning his jacket and stuff, it's great. And uh, what's your favorite line of dialogue? I like to make it in my mouth. I, I think I'm going to go, I strongly disagree with this. <laughs> I strongly disagree with that. <laughs> the nicest way you could yell at someone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to the Always Sunny Wiki Trivia. These are three trivia facts. Two of them are made up by me. One of them is actually from the Always Sunny Wiki. Ross, please tell me which one is the real trivia fact amidst these uh, decoys. No- <laughs> okay. <laughs> number, w- number one, it is revealed that Frank has a brother. In Batman Returns, the Penguin mentions <laughs> that he has a brother. <laughs> number two... Actually, Danny DeVito is older than John Pilato by six years. Number three, Shadonesty <laughs> Dynasty is a real club in Louisiana. Um, Danny DeVito is older than John Pilato. That's right. He's he's six years older than his younger brother. In the he's 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 yeah he's six years older than his older brother. Older brother, yeah. Uh, nice, Ross. You won. You that's maybe the first one you won this season. I mean, you've been throwing some real curveballs out there. <laughs> yeah. All the penguin facts, you know, you never know. Me real you, twisted. You never know. <laughs> I just don't know if they're real or not. <laughs> all right, that brings us here. Um, uh, all right, final thoughts. It, Ross, is this episode better when you make it in your mouth, or is this episode shady nasty? This is a tough one because I'm not going to say it's a bad episode. Oh, you know TV. what, Ross? You know what, you know? Ross? This is—it's funny you say this because I'm the—I'm the same way. Like, I don't love this episode, but so okay. I found this on the—you know how they have those IMDb user reviews? Remember, I read one last episode. Sure. Somebody wrote one here, and this is interesting, and I, I think I kind of feel the same way. Okay. Um, okay, so this is by Z- Zorad E. Kugyorg. This is the, rolls the, off the tongue. The t- <laughs> this is from January 4th, 2016. The title is, There Had to Be One Bad Episode. This episode is actually well-made and very clever. It focuses solely on Frank's teenage years to his, adu- his, to his young adult years, explaining his life uh, at a stereotypical 70s nightclub with his brother. The episode has funny moments after the backstory ends, but mainly the episode falls short in these ways. Frank, with the exception of D, is one of the lesser funny characters. So fo- I, I don't exactly agree with this, um, but focusing on him is a challenge altogether. Plus, Frank was very well behaved and thought things out rationally for the most part until he lived with Charlie. You know what I mean? I remember when he joined the gang? Before yeah. he joined the gang, he was like he had a straight laced guy. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, the gang makes an appearance only at the beginning and end, which is true. There are no jokes to earlier moments in the series, which is a missed opportunity. Callbacks they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Finally, there are hardly any jokes other than the few word plays and a 60-year-old Frank playing an 18-year-old Frank. The episode is very serious to the point where it becomes almost like a drama. And the comedy that is there is situational humor that is few and far in between and mild at best. If this had more comedy and focused on Frank's life while raising his kids, it would have been much a better episode. There was always that one bad episode, and while this episode is not necessarily bad, it, defi- it definitely is the least funny and the avoidable one of the bunch. 
Is that kind of interesting? Hmm. Is that kind of an interesting breakdown? Like, yeah, it's not bad, but in comparison to what we're used, used to, to, what we yeah, have, this is like always sunny light, right? Yeah, and he's right about the jokes; they're few and far between. It's very, it's very serious. Heavy subject matter. Heavy guys. Subject. It's very interesting, though. It's it's a very <laughs> no. Interesting it, that was episode. a pretty good review. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Um, yeah, it was just I don't know what a, what a strange. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I I guess I'm gonna. Uh, I don't love it. I would skip. I, I don't I would, love it. Either. I don't love it. And and it, the, I the racism alone, we don't need to enjoy. Like I didn't enjoy it. You know, yeah. maybe feel uncomfortable a few times. And <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just there, in. I don't know. It doesn't hit. Yeah, it just there's just something just like. But I get it. You gotta you gotta swing, and sometimes there misses or. It's not, this isn't even necessarily a miss. It's just sort of on base. It's not a home run. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And if you're rewatching a series, especially one like this, you're going to pass over this because, A, there's no... We don't really develop any characters. Right. We get some few Frankisms that he gets from Gino. But other than that, it's really not... There's no payout, really. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the, so the, it's sort of like, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, it, it just didn't really hit for me. I feel bad saying it, but it's like really like one of the first episodes that really didn't hit for me. This is the first episode that you've said. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this it is. This is my second. And like like that review said, it's not necessarily bad. It's just like, I'm looking for jokes. Yeah. I'm here but, for, because it's a comedy, mostly. You know, you got to have this episode. It's like a stepping stone. You got to have this episode to get to like other serious stuff they do that does work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's y- Yeah. Y- you know, it's in part of the creation. But uh yeah. We got an awesome episode coming up next. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did too. Of course I've seen it. Uh but I just watched it just yesterday. Ross, what do we have going on next time we record? Alright, next time we record is The Storm of the Century. What do we remember from this episode? Uh we can expect uh, some looting. Jackie Donato. Ooh, Jackie Donato. <laughs> Jackie Donato. You can expect uh, a bunker. Uh, yeah, a bunker. A sort of all, the all-American... F- I don't know what this place is... If that's, We're going to look it up. <laughs> it's all like American the all-American... Real place. Something store, yeah, yeah, and it has everything. Like, it has everything <laughs> you can imagine it, in it. it I, I mean, if it... If this isn't a real store, it's basically supposed to be a Walmart, right? I guess so. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, we, we get, get the return of cricket. Return of cricket. We get D panicking and freaking out about the storm. Yeah, in her car getting smashed. Fine yeah. again. <laughs> uh, yeah. We it, it, this episode's really funny, and Dennis shines in this episode like crazy because <laughs> Dennis has yeah. the contract and all that stuff. When he, when he's like wearing like clothes <laughs> from the store, they're all <laughs> the way they treat the store. It's like they are giving stuff away. <laughs> And like, yeah, and just Dennis like losing it when he talks to Jackie Donato. He like can't function. I yeah, don't know. we. I mean, we see it. Uh, that happened to him again in right. like a, a very like later episode, like uh-huh. season fourteen or something. But like, you don't see that much from him because he's no. really, he's the smooth playboy. You know, That's right? That's yeah. kind of like his thing. Yeah, it's a very, Storm of the Sun is a very funny episode, and actually. I have a surprise, Ross. I'm gonna. I, I, I didn't even tell you this. This is. A, this is. I'm gonna announce this on air that I lined up a guest for this episode. I think I know who it is. <laughs> Did he text <laughs> you too? He's been texting me. 
<laughs> All day today. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, of course, I'm talking about Anthony from our old improv team, Firefly. Uh, Anthony's been on a couple episodes prior. Oh yeah, he's a always sunny uh, cast veteran. He he po- he texted me and posed a very interesting question today. He says, "Do you think the gang sings and performs so well because we are seeing the events from their perspective throughout the season? They perform well to a stunned audience, uh, 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 like talk about Frank's little beauties and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. And as we see in the reunion, the big performance turns out to be a sad display, but they believe they're killing it. So were these other ones also sort of like that? We just didn't see the real thing that happened? Um, we're, I guess we'll find out at the season finale. Yeah, but yeah. I, said that was, I said that was an interesting question. I was going to bring it up on the podcast when we record it. And then, and then I said, why don't we just get you on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, anytime he wants to come back. Um. I- but my answer to that right away is I think they're intoxicated, like heavily intoxicated during At the, the reunion. Oh, the reunion is that's why which, we're which seeing... might have the effect. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I I want to believe that they pulled off Frank's Little Beauties. Like I yeah, want me to too. believe that's like, real. <laughs> crushed it. Those songs are dope. <laughs> but uh, I told him to pick out an episode, and he said he'd love to do Storm of the Century. And I said, well, All right then. That's a good one. It. That's a good one. Oh, on. definitely, definitely. Uh, well, yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we're sorry if this is your favorite episode, and we kind of were harsh on it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't have a ton to say about things that aren't jokes or funny, and there's really not too much to dive into. Yeah, our whole thing was to break down the jokes of the stuff, and when there's not really that many, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> I can't be serious I- for a minute. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, like, I mean, there's some great dialogue. There's some good like narration acting. writing. Sure. There's great acting. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, I don't know. We're here for the jokes, guys. Well, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, and I guess until next time, a good, good day, day to, to use. use. The Always Sunny cast is in no way endorsed or affiliated with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the FXX Network, or Philadelphia. The views and thoughts expressed in this podcast are of Eric Regan and Ross Northrup. If you enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoy making it, please subscribe, rate, review, and pass it on. If you'd like to reach out, you can email us at alwayssunnycastpod at gmail.com or stay in touch with us by following our Instagram account at the Always Honeycast Pod. We'll see you next time.